0: and Welcome to the world Transform. All this week we've been talking about universal basic happiness. My name is Phil Bowermaster and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host Stephen Gordon. Hello Stephen. Hey Phil, how are you? Well, I am super
1: fantastic. Happy Friday. How are you my friend? Man, I'm doing great and uh, this has been an interesting week and hey, Universal basic superpowers.
0: That's, Universal that's basic a superpowers. This, has been, a, this yeah. has been just a week of fan service for listeners to this show. Right. First we did, <laughs> Wednesday we did a sex show. Now Friday, finally here, we're finally going to tell everybody what we think of Avengers Infinity War, which I'm sure everyone's been on the edge of their chairs, trying to decide whether they like the movie or not, basically, with, wait, waiting for us to, to tell them. But I thought it would be fun to kind of dovetail talking about that movie with wrapping up our discussion of universal basic happiness. And I have called tonight's show universal basic superpowers. I ended last time. We've we've talked so far, we talked about universal basic sex and universal basic happiness and universal basic reality. And I said that virtual reality might push us in the direction of solving the problems of these various inequalities, but it might not be the thing that ultimately gets there. It's, it's, It's a subset of a bigger picture. And of course, that bigger picture is something we talk about all the time, and that is the idea of a post-scarcity world, a world where basically the limits have been removed. I think VR plays a big role in that world, but it's not the only technology. For years, I've been saying that our future as humans is to become sexy, immortal billionaires with superpowers. Right? That's what we want to become, Right? whether, whether that's happening in VR or whether it's happening more or less in the actual meat space around us, that's what we're striving for. Beings like that should be happy, and uh, you know, one of the things you pointed out over the years is a piece that seems to be missing from that formula: sexy, immortal billionaires with superpowers. Is good, right? We need to be good people who right. are sexy and immortal and billionaires with
1: superpowers. But but yeah. th- you could you could be all those things, still the sexy, immortal billionaire with superpowers, and be Lex Lund. Arguably, Loki, right,
0: falls into that category, right? <laughs> I I think there are a lot of women who would say that that, that's what Loki's like. So uh, Thor, on the other hand, right, also uh, falls into that category. So you want to be a good person in addition to having achieved that state. But really, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about letting technology move us in a direction where it doesn't matter that. Where some of these differences, some of these bad breaks that we kind of get as humans throughout our lives get made up for. We're not all rich currently. But in the future, I think anybody who wants to be, if not rich, anyone who wants to live the life of a rich person will have the opportunity to do that. I think that in the future, we'll all be as good looking as we want to be. Right, we'll all be as charming as we want to be. So, if there is a companionship or romance or sex deficit in the world, it won't be due to that. Right, it won't be due to the fact that you, you drew a bad hand in the genetic lottery. Right, that will that will be something that can be overcome. It doesn't guarantee that everybody's going to be happy necessarily, but I think there will be other there will be other pieces of the post scarcity puzzle, other pieces of the transhumanist puzzle that will slot into place and that will address those. But ultimately. I think we've got to look for a combination of virtual reality, a combination of nanotechnology, artificial intelligence, all these technologies working together to give us just a really different kind of reality than the world we live in before. And the big difference is the limitations that we currently experience, the scarcities that have plagued us throughout all of our history no longer really come into play. Once you take those out, then I think you've really... Away with the inequality pro- problem. Even if you've got some people who are trillionaires and some who are billionaires, you could say, well, there's massive income inequality there, but I'd take it, right? If I could move, I had a century and live in the world where I'm a billionaire to somebody else's trillionaire, I think I'd be okay with that personally. I don't know. How about you, Stephen? Maybe not. You've got to be the trillionaire, right?
1: <laughs> I think there is something to be said of you know the keeping up with the Joneses problem. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's always this thing. Yeah, we, we, we're doing so much better than we did 10 years ago, but still, you know, every, everyone
0: else has this and we don't. If it comes down <laughs> to the fact that you're a trillionaire and I'm a billionaire and you don't get to buy anything I can't buy, Right. You don't get to experience anything. I don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we, we might reach a point where effectively it doesn't make that big a difference. Now, there still may be dissatisfaction around status, around reputation, around, you know, we've talked about how in a post-scarcity world, the economy might function in a completely different way. So people m- may still find ways to compete and still find ways to be motivated, but I think the gross inequalities that we face today will become a thing of the past. They will no longer haunt us in the way they currently do. I mean, especially when you have the, the inequality between people who have enough to eat and those who don't, that kind of stuff, right? That right. all gets taken care of. That stuff we definitely do away with. And then we get the superpowers. Basically, we, we become the Avengers. I, I think that this whole philosophy is in play in the movie Infinity War. So from here on in, we're going to be talking about the movie, and we're not stopping at some point point saying spoilers ahead. Spoilers are ahead from here on in. Are you with <laughs> me on that, Stephen? We're just, uh, when we talk uh, about movies, we spoil them. Right? So oh, yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's what I think is going on in Avengers Infinity War. Okay? Basically... Tony Stark and the Avengers generally, they're transhumanists, right? And they're actually working towards a world of abundance. Tony has worked on free energy and things like that, right? And he's worked on this technology that makes us smarter and makes us better and brings all these benefits to the world. Thanos is a Malthusian, and he is out to kill half of all the living things in the universe. Maybe you can explain it, Stephen. What's What's his goal there?
1: Thanos is from a world that apparently the population out, outstripped the ability of, of, of the world to, to support it. And whether Thanos did it himself, is a little unclear, but the, the population crashed on this planet, and very, very few of Thanos' race is left in the, in the universe, apparently. Uh, and uh, and from, that, from that terrible thing, uh, he got this idea that, you know what, it is a kindness to wipe out half the universe, Rather than everybody starving. Right. We, we live in a finite universe; resources are
0: limited. So he goes around planet to planet, killing half of the people on every planet,
1: basically. So it's yeah. a he's
0: like a he's, radical he's, conservationist. He's an right?
1: ec- eco terrorist or, or whatever you could, I guess you uh, consider him. But really, he's just he's he's a Malthusian, as you said, and he's a Malthusian that. He, he says, has the courage of his convictions, right? I suspect that there are actually people, Phil, that are seeing this uh, film and very much buying into some, some of these arguments that Thanos makes. I do not, I, and I suspect you don't either, but uh, there, I, I suspect there, there are those who do. Well,
0: uh, it's one thing, if you believe that the resources on the planet just can't handle it and we should have fewer children and the population shouldn't grow, okay, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm not sure that that's a huge concern. I'm not sure that it's something that we have to get all excised about. But you can legitimately believe that, right? Thanos adds that he's a psychotic. He's going to solve the problem by actually wiping out populations. I haven't met too many people who go that far, right, who actually – although you you will hear some kind of anti-human rhetoric – that does trend almost in that direction, almost yeah. in that kind of, well, humanity's a plague on the planet. We're like locusts. It'd be better off without us. And you, you hear that kind of stuff, and you think, okay, well, you know, that's, that's kind of what Thanos is thinking. But that's yeah. wrong, and it's so ridiculously wrong. He, so he has assembled this gauntlet, and he has these Infinity Stones, which you've been watching. If you've been following the other 19 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know that these are these powerful gems we learned from the creation of the universe and if you get them all together you can wield basically infinite power it seems i mean he can do just just about anything he wants to do once he has the reality stone i notice he can create any subjective reality so it's like we were talking about virtual reality in the holodeck he can make people appear who aren't there and he's physically altering the universe to make anything happen so it's like well dude why don't you just alter the universe so everybody's happy and they don't want to have kids right? And then they won't have as many kids in the population. You know, you, you don't
1: actually have to murder people, right? It's like the thought of birth control never crossed the man's mind, right? Uh, yeah.
0: He could have sterilized half the population, right? I mean, there's right. not that I'm saying I want him to do those things, but I'm saying he, there are a lot of great ideas for saving resources in the world that don't involve murdering, you know, half the population of the universe. So he's just, he's just plain psychopath. But his mindset, is a scarcity-based mindset. It never occurred to him. Yeah. We'll just digitize everybody. They'll take up a lot less resources, and then I'll slowly educate them that we don't want to become that big, right? We don't want to, we don't want to use up all those all those resources. And that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, obviously, for half the universe, because at one point they say trillions of lives, but I think that's a, <laughs> that's a low-end estimate, huh? I mean...
1: There. Yeah, if we're talking about an actual galaxy uh, full of no, full we're of talking people.
0: about the universe, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> He's wiping out yeah. every half of everybody in the universe. So that is a that is a number. I bet they don't even have a word for. Okay, that's way up there in the <laughs> octillions yeah. or quintillions or I don't know.
1: Googleplex.
0: Googleplexes. Whatever, yeah, right? I mean, he yeah, he, he yeah. killed a lot of living beings in his in his one fell swoop, and I think that there were post-scarcity, abundance-minded solutions to that. This guy needs to read some Peter Diamandis, okay? He needs to listen to this show. I feel like if we could have sat down with Thanos and had a talk with him, a lot of really unfortunate stuff could have, could have been avoided. So, so my, my last word on universal basic happiness is bring on the post-scarcity and we'll have the universal basic happiness. Now, what did you think of Infinity
1: War. I I liked it a lot. And now, as far as as how it would fall, you know, if I put all nineteen movies together, and it's nineteen, not twenty. I misspoke a week or two ago. Excuse me. This 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 was the twentieth. No, this is the nineteenth. Oh, the nineteenth. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't know where it would fall just yet. It's I have a feeling that this is very much the Empire Strikes Back. Well, they're sure going for that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. of the Marvel Cinematic (laughs) Universe this is the low point, right? That they come back and they give us a celebratory return of the Jedi kind of uh, follow-up movie to hopefully, right? You know, that's, that's right. That's what we all want. And so I, I think once we have that, that movie and we see where in the, in the story, this particular movie falls, I think it's going to be considered by many to be one of the top two or three movies in the, in the entire run. I say that with winter Soldier is if not my favorite movie, it's, of, of all movies, it's, you know, I, I say that as a big fan of, of the entire run of movies, it's probably going to be considered to be one of the best. I think a lot of people left the theater after this movie going, what the heck just happened? Right. Uh, well, it uh, ends you know, in a
0: very interesting place,
1: for sure. I mean, yeah. it's like,
0: okay, well, they're all dead, the end. And then you get a yeah. little post credit, uh, but Captain Marvel is going to come save the day. So uh, that's like okay. I guess I feel hopeful about that a little bit, but th- that that is that is a very uh, something I heard the red letter media guys say. Empire Strikes Back ends on a bittersweet note. This is almost a pure bitter note, right? I mean, this is this is yeah. um, this is really awful. This is the low point of. The history of the universe. Now, there's something going on here. I mean, my personal theory is that we can talk fan theories, right? This is our show. We can do anything we want. Yeah, sure. Obviously, Doctor Strange gave Thanos the jewel because he knew that that was the one out of 14 million paths that somehow allowed Tony Stark to set everything right. And the whole universe is obviously going to be set right because there's going to be another Spider-Man movie. There's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? These people aren't really dead. They're comic book dead, right? I mean, clearly.
1: Right. Although it felt pretty dead. <laughs> One of the sadder things was uh, seeing Peter Parker fade away because unlike most everybody else, he knew it was coming. You know, his spider yeah. sense was on. And he, he knew right. Right, You know, what was happening to himself. i like... Everybody else that it happened to, so it was that was that was genuinely sad and moving. It
0: was. It, so, it was. It was very sad. It was. It was really well done. The having having people fade away. I was I was very impressed by that. And the other the other deaths. Uh, I was even kind of sad about Loki. And th- no one should shed a tear for Loki. He's a terrible person. But when he actually showed some good qualities and then died
1: kind of bravely there.
0: Apparently, yeah. for all we know, that was really <laughs> yeah. sad. Yeah,
1: it's always Loki, so he, there's always a chance it was it was a trick. But I feel like some of these deaths, Loki, Gamora, I think are permanent in the MCU.
0: Well, if so, then the saddest by far is Gamora. In fact, her whole arc as a character is just so sad. You watch that movie and you go, oh, what a horrible life. What a sad life. And one of the things that was really good about that movie, as we've talked about this before, is sometimes the villains aren't everything they could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanos is a really interesting bad guy. And he thinks he's a good guy, which makes him even more dangerous. And the fact that he had this relationship with his daughter, the fact that he's actually sad when he murders his daughter, right? I mean, it, it adds some texture to it. And I really want him dead in a big way. So I am looking forward to the movie <laughs> next year. That's the time year.
1: that they've done their job as when you want the bad guy gone. You know, he's got to go. Then, uh, well, I liked uh, it
0: at the very beginning when Hulk job. was just wailing on him. When Hulk just jumps in, and then he dispatches with Hulk fairly, fairly rapidly. But the, those first few minutes of when he was just pounding on it, it was like, oh, this is going to be a short movie, right? And Hulk's got it, right? No problem, of course. That, uh, <laughs> of course,
1: the, uh, Thanos' sidekick or, or whatever says, oh, I'll let Thanos have his fun. Uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at that point it didn't look like he was having much fun but
0: that's the direction it went okay well i would i would generally i think it was a good movie i think that these two movies they probably could have made three out of it and i'm not a person who says that right that they should make more but this almost feels like this this could have been a trilogy it, it was a very
1: and, full movie
0: there was a lot yeah there's an awful lot going on but i didn't yeah. feel like they could have cut anything out i love that they spent time with Peter Dinklage and this giant dwarf, and Thor's trying to make a new hammer. I mean, all those little side things that were going on were all really interesting and really fun to watch, and really comic bookish. And uh, yeah, I, it's not often that I'll see a movie that lasts that long, and I'm like, I, I could have watched more of that. You know, I could have, uh, I could have seen some more of that. If, <laughs> it if, was a
1: two-hour, forty-minute movie, making it by far the longest of the cinematic universe movies, and it didn't feel all that long.
0: Unless you have to pee, then it really
1: feels long. That's the only thing. But. Well, how could you not? I mean, two hours and 40 minutes, my God. Yeah, yeah. well, believe me, you know, at my I, age. I, yeah, no, it's an issue. Yeah. I come back and they say, hey, Miss Red Skull. Aww.
0: <laughs> All right, well, we're running long. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to yeah, wrap it. Yeah. But uh, f- final, final thoughts post scarcity good. Thanos and Malthusianism, bad. Also, Spider-Man's got to lose the Iron Man suit. That's wrong. When they bring him back, he's just he needs to be Spider-Man. Those legs, those spider legs, he looked like Dr. Octopus. What the hell is up with that? I did not care for that. <laughs> I want him to be Spider-Man. We've already got an Iron Man. We don't need two Iron Men. That's my one kind of total nerd critique of the movie if i was gonna if i was gonna well, have problem you realize
1: it. of course that, that 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 particular suit has been was introduced first in the comics and i, I think it was peter himself that uh, decided to go back to his regular mm-hmm. suit it, it felt right to, to be just depending okay. upon his
0: own powers rather than the than the suit. i have, I have so. not read those comics but i'm i'm sure that a lot of readers felt exactly as i do so right because that kind of creep you out when you have those like spider legs coming out of him
1: <laughs> it was pretty when the when the legs came out I go, Oh yeah, cool, straight from the comics. I, I'd seen that before. You know. Like,
0: <laughs> okay, I fair enough. I, I'm
1: I'm that big of a nerd and I was not shocked to see that at all. So. Okay,
0: fair enough. Uh-huh. So yeah. the the spider legs work for you, but I'm glad to hear and that's a big spoiler, that he definitely will go back to being regular Spider Man without the Oh definitely.
1: Yeah. He's he'll be back in his normal suit for the next Spider Man movie for sure. He'll he'll be he'll be existing number one and number two he'll he'll be, he'll, uh, he'll
0: be alive yes and he'll yes, be spider-man that's right that's right no no iron well, we spider. got that to look forward to all right well great talking yeah. with you steven i think we've solved the problem of universal basic happiness we've done a film <laughs> review we got a good weekend we powered through we got a good weekend so it's it's been great talking to me it's been great having you all with us we are going to be back next week with three brand new shows look forward to talking with you all then and until next time live to see it